everyone, and welcome on into this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabria. And thank you so much for tuning in. We are laughing already because, as always, <laughs> right before we head into the show, Sabria said some dumb shit that makes me not even be able to focus. I'm sorry. Like, don't oh, my invite God. me. So, oh, my God. I don't care if the person or anybody listens to this podcast that I'm going to do this to, but if another man keep on inviting me over his house and I don't know him, I'm just going to go over there and I'm going to shit on myself and I'm just going to act <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I'm just going to act the fool. You Imagine, think- like, <laughs> figuring out what somebody has done, like, when they shit on themselves. You'll be sitting there, you're like, Oh my God, so this was terrible. And then you looking at the person next to you and it was like, was that you? You know, it absolutely was because yeah. you didn't know me and you invited me to your space. So now you get what you get and I'm going to act out. I'm going to act crazy. Mm-hmm. My whole thing is like going in their house and like they but hi, welcome. And then I'm like, excuse me. And I go straight to their kitchen and start breaking every fucking yep, day that, off. Yep, that too. And then they be like, what's wrong? And I'm like, Ooh! <laughs> Bitch, you want to invite people, and then like you said, here's a here's a lesson about inviting crazy people to your house, and then I just or get, just inviting people. Yeah, I just get into an Uber and I go home. Yep, I just go to the movie theater. I'm like, there we go. That'll teach them exactly. Oh God, that was funny. But um, yeah, y'all, thanks so much for tuning in. <laughs> uh, this past week honestly was dope. Uh, my bad, <laughs> our bad for um not being able to get into the stew last week. Um, ah, how, how hilarious. Just as we were saying this, we get a tweet from uh, Rex saying, day 13 of No Black Girl Brunch with two Make America Great Again hats. <laughs> awesome. But, um, yeah, sorry we weren't able to make it last week. Um, work, the holidays, shit was crazy. But I will never stop being grateful for people giving a fuck about our show not happening like this if we'd be like hey no episode this week and nobody gives a fuck then that's like damn i'm like damn that's crazy but then when you're like hey like sorry we can't make it and people are like oh man i mean obviously it reinforces the responsibility to be consistent but it also just not to say that i enjoy that but it just makes me like oh fuck like people actually care yo that's crazy and we are humans we, are we human. will break down like cars like what did Nicki Minaj say hello i'm a human being yeah also, expect the same thing to happen closer to Christmas and or New Year's because when scheduling is just real close to, like, the holiday yeah. and you be tired and you be want to hang with your family. I don't know, but we will. We, yeah, because we, <laughs> I'm about to start getting off of work at 11. Simply having a terrible Christmas time. <laughs> and we will try our best to communicate that ahead of time or reschedule. Do some do sign, little sign like that. Um, so let's get on into this phase four for this week. So I was thinking about this um, last week for some reason because, like, some song was on that was, like, real sensual. And I was like, ooh, I wouldn't mind, you know, being on the stage to the song. Also, I was thinking about how I need some money, but I, I would be a terrible stripper. So those two thoughts brought me <laughs> to this conclusion. If we were talented enough to be strippers, what would be the four songs that we we chose to, like, dance to? You first. I'm sorry in advance that all my songs, I know you're not going to know any oh of them. Oh, God. What a fucking cherry pie or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Come on. All right, so. I can't ever pick dr- no normal shit. <laughs> no, I'm thinking like Trina, you know. I'm sorry. 
Um, because my persona as a stripper would definitely be like an eight, like. I'm stuck in the 80s. I'm like this rock star girl. <laughs> and I don't really, I like do strip tees. You like a strip tee stripper in like the Ozark. Yeah. And I'm like doing like, you know, like moves that are like demonic, but like it can be sexy. So my first song, and I've been wanting to strip off of this since I was like a kid, um, <laughs> which was totally inappropriate. Yeah. But right, um, right. so White Zombie, Thunder Kiss 65. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Sorry, you what? <laughs> so like doom, 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 doom. Kiss her in the ass. Kiss her in the throat. Slit it. Slit it. Doom, 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 doom. You're like on your knees, like staring at this fucking depressed ass white man. Like, oh my god, stop! Yeah. Did I lie? Did I fucking lie? Oh my god. The second one is, um. This song by Lamb of God called Redneck. <laughs> so sorry. Um, <sighs> Mud Vane, uh, Dig. <laughs> um, and the last one is Looking Down the Barrel of Today by Hatebreed. <laughs> Why do you do that? I'm sorry. You really couldn't have picked Trina. <laughs> I gotta be me. For the sake of the audience, <laughs> like, let's give them an idea of what I'm talking about. <laughs> My son, though, people might not know. It's you, just my You know, idea. it's people. I'll be that... forgetting that people like this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's not music. It's not like that shit. I'm so, I just don't understand, but it's fine. All right, and then here I go. Is that all? I, that all sounded like one long song. I didn't know if it was a song or the band you were saying. <laughs> He's like, um, I want to dance to uh, <laughs> Strawberry Skeletons by um, Midnight Wave. He's like, all right. <laughs> so, my first song oh is Rockets God. by Beyonce. <laughs> That's central really? last song. Well, I you stripper for your man, not an audience. <laughs> no, <laughs> the whole point is to make the audience think that they are your man. Boom. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, you're supposed to make the audience think that it is just you two in the room together. And I just pictured it real, real, real dark in there. But also for my man. But the thing is, I don't know if I would want to strip for my man. Like, I would just, like, I, mm, uh, I don't know. And I might. Let me shut up. <laughs> but, okay, Sex um, sex, sex With Me by Rihanna. Mm-hmm. So that's one. That's because. Because it is very, it's like a little playful. It's like, you know, you get to show your confidence. And, like, it's one of those songs where you start off, like, fully, fully dressed. And then, like, by the end of it, you ass naked. It's like one of those songs. Uh, Hot Girl by um, Meg Thee Stallion. Oh, of course. Yes, that's a good one. Especially when she said, Lil Thundercat, throw it back. He can handle that. That's when you start fucking it up. True. Uchi Wally. You be on your knees going hard as shit. Um, Sock it to me, you ever see Elliot. That song triggers something. Um, <laughs> but it's, I was laughing in the car because I was thinking about be like, dancing to the song, and I picture <laughs> me in, like, a pinstripe suit, like, starting <laughs> And then, like, I ripped the jacket off, and it'd be, like, a pinstripe bikini under it, and I have a hat, and I tilt it. <laughs> like, like, the fucking mask. Like, dum, dum, <laughs> da, da, dum, 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 dum. <laughs> And I be tipping my head and my shoulders. I'm like, everybody, boo, bitch, get off the stage. 
Like, I have a fucking pastry. Dick Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> but I have like that thigh high stocking on and I have like a gun in it. I'm like, doom, 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 doom. <laughs> and then when a the brat come on, I'm like, ooh, I. <laughs> so I, get, I start popping out and they be like, yo, she sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I picture people like a pinstripe suit on and like, I sit down in the chair backwards. <laughs> that fucking fucking the mask Dick Tracy hit is. <laughs> but the hat, any anytime people do moves and the hat is involved and like they be like tipping the hat like walking I think that shit is so funny. <laughs> or like when they trace the brim of their hat with their finger I'm like you swore you was the fucking shit. <laughs> fucking Usher. For that video. <laughs> oh my god. So she got a boy tonight. Um, honorary mention of My Love is Like Whoa by Maya. That's a good one. Well I'll do an honorary mention and it will be something that people know. Um, probably um, Be Alright Trina and Ludacris. You know what I thought you was going to say? Uh, bands and make her dance. That's a good one. But I, feel I always like that's remind pre- me of you. Really? That's yeah. so unfortunately. Um, but I feel like that's predictable. It is very d- predictable. But sometimes it's just your song of like, what's the song? Um, Bad Girl by like Usher. Sorry, somebody said to me, hmm, nice and cute. <laughs> that makes me so mad. You know what somebody said to me recently? Hmm, vegan. I'm like, don't do that. Because like, I hate when... Oh, my God. Sidebar. I hate when men make it like their opinion of something makes it better or worse. Or I hate when like, people say, mm, because it makes it feel like, are you, like, t- trying to eat me? Like, you or want- it's like, hmm, hmm, vegan, question mark. Or, hmm, you look tall. Like, what the fuck, bitch? Ain't nobody <laughs> walking this earth for your lame ass. It be niggas that look so boring. Boring. It's like, yeah, I <laughs> Like, that's how I feel like boring snooze. <laughs> boring ass. Like, you really think the world revolves around you oh with God. your flat ass head? Like, anyway. Uh. <laughs> like, that's how personal. <laughs> it is personal. Because think about the nigga. His head look like a fucking spinning top. So, what we're going to do is, is toast for us. So, hear, hear us out. This week, we're toasting a little mo. Again, hear us out. Listen. Yeah, it's important. Shouts to um, my friend Deandra for sending us this tea. But um, Lil Mo recently got clean. She was addicted to opioids. Uh, she's popping pills. Um, and she was also in a very abusive relationship that she got out of um, nine months ago. Oh, and wow. it's crazy because not that I don't. we I believe women when they said they were abused anyway. But it got so bad that the court came in and, like, put some type of protection. And, like, I don't mean to be smart. But you know it's bad when the court protecting you from domestic abuse because one of the biggest issues is getting people to believe mm-hmm. that you've been abused. So do you know how much evidence had to be presented for her to get some type of protection? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the between the pills and the abuse, it really makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. why she acted the way she did. Not to say that she's all there, but when some like that's not who a person is. Like she was like making comments about like um Queen Naja that were just plain mean. She's been saying like a lot of shit. She was talking about that fabulous and Emily B thing and that didn't make sense. Nothing Little Mo has said mm-hmm. in the past few years had made sense, which makes me wonder how long she's been abusing the drugs. Mm-hmm. But that's not really as important as the fact that she's now clean. Mm-hmm. And also you want you want to give a um a toast for assist too. Yes. Um so recently I have been binge watching Dragula. People have been telling me to watch it. 
Um, and well, people, I'm gonna say Rex because <laughs> if I don't say Rex, then he's gonna be like, "Wow, hey, hatred! You racist! You guys are well, racist!" Blah, blah blah. So, um, Rex has been telling me to watch Dragula. Um, so I finally watched it, and um, on season three, I'm almost finished it. Um, actually, um, I'll finish the last episode when I get home tonight. But um, I just wanted to give a shout out to um Queen on there named Louisiana Purchase. Um, so. She said something um, in the boudoir um, when they were doing, like, you know, when on reality shows when they had that moment where everybody is, like, talking. She was talking about how she never, she didn't really get to live her life until she turned 36. Mm. And she's 42. She started doing drag at 36. And on one hand, I, like, my heart just, like, hurt for her. Like, hearing her say that, like, you know, like, you know, she grew up in the South and, like, had parents who just, like, you know, were not accepting and um, uh, she just didn't get to be herself. And on the other hand, I felt inspired as well because sometimes I feel like there is a time stamp on when I can, you know, be myself. And especially for me now, um, since I've been working so much and, like, I've literally been doing the same type of makeup and I haven't been dressing how I want to and I haven't been, like, this is the first year I haven't, like, bought spooky contacts and stuff like that. It's just, like, little stuff that seems, like, simple to other people, but that's me. And, like, I've been feeling like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm 27 years old and, like, it's too old. I feel like I'm too old to start being my, like, highest form of self. Like, I feel like I should already be my highest form of self now. Yeah, and that's just um, unrealistic. And yeah, it's, it's so not hard. unrealistic because, you know, things happen. And, like, it's just not a time stamp of, you know, living your best life and um, living your truth. So hearing her say that, um, it, you know, was very um, upsetting that she didn't get to, you know, live her truth earlier. But then it inspired me um, because... Like, there isn't a time stamp. And, like, her drag is amazing. She looks great um, being, you know, 42 um, and just, like, just doing it. And not it's, – it's younger girls that have been doing drag longer than her, but she's still, like, you know, I'm owning it and I'm doing me. And that was very inspiring. So That is very Toast inspiring. to Louisiana <clears throat> Purchase. Loves that. Loves it. All right. So now it's time to move on in to tea time. Uh, so we're going to start off tea time talking about, you know, Gabrielle Union. Um, recently, she was fired from, what's that dumbass show called? America's Got Talent. America's, yes, America's Got Talent. Um, it was cited that she was, like, difficult to work with. Um, but, like, the tea has, the tea right now on the streets is that she was speaking up uh, from people, like, saying little comments about, like, her hairstyles being too black and reporting on racist jokes like she even went to human resources like to talk about um situations but they never um escalated and instead she was fired and like for me like this hits home very fucking hard like it's it's really really hard my dad always told me like if you're gonna like stand up for yourself or if you want to be who you are which is an outspoken person willing to like you know make anybody uncomfortable you better understand what comes with that and stand in it like you better you better understand that you will lose opportunities people will make the hard life hard for you and you should absolutely do it anyway but mm-hmm. understand it so i don't know that like and that has happened in my life where i literally 
was pushed out of a job because I wasn't making people feel comfortable. I feel like that happened to me in my last job, oh, too. Oh, 100%. Like, and it happens to a lot of black women. Mm-hmm. And I think it happens to us specifically because when when we show any type of emotion or when we ask to correct anything, we are immediately the angry black woman. Mm-hmm. We are a threat, we are dangerous, and we are toxic to the environment. Mm-hmm. However, when we first start, people like... Like, we're like a badge of honor. Like, look how diverse we are. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't, like, if this can happen to Gabrielle Union, like, you know what's happening every day. To people. somebody that's not, you know, as successful as her. And that's what they want. They just want you to be a badge. But when that badge of honor starts speaking, they like. It's a ho, 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 ho. Performance uh, plan. Exactly. <laughs> like, we want you to be a decoration, and that's it. It's like, ma'am, you are here to make us look diverse. Don't you get that? Yeah. And that just brings me to the point where it's like, yo, stop bringing. I would rather you keep your organization white than just not change anything besides bring a black person mm-hmm. on. Because that's going to be such a fucking, it's going to be a mental fuck for whoever that person of color is. Mm-hmm. Because our assumption is, oh, they hired me, therefore you're diverse. But that's not that's not what it is. Like It's like this idea of like, oh, let's end segregation and bring like students into black students into white spaces but let's not do a single thing to make this space safer for this person exactly. let's not change anything let's not have a true understanding of what it means to mix and match all these different cultures and personalities let's just maintain ours and then say hey we did it we're so, fair now i wanted to oh, sorry cut you mm-hmm. off. i wanted to just fact check this um but uh terry cruz is um is hosting America's Got Talent. And I just think that's whack as fuck because, you know, when he had his moment where he stood up and said, like, you know, I had a Me Too situation, Gabrielle Union was Pat there. Patting his back. Patting back, like, I'm, thank you for speaking out. I'm, like, you know, with you on this. And then, you know, I feel like he is not standing up for her. Welcome in to this situation. the relationship between black, black men and, and black, black women. women. <laughs> That's what we do. We take up for them. We stand. They stand on our shoulders. And when it's our turn, it's like, what's her name again? You know, so that and mm-hmm. like, honestly, that's why I'm like real cautious. And even I still for like. I still do stand for what happened to him. That was wrong. But mm-hmm. I'm real cautious about like. The, the black men that I show up for. Because yeah. I'm like, if I can't imagine you doing it like ASAP Rocky, like, I'm not fucking showing up nowhere for you. Like, yeah. you ain't show, you don't talk about black women. I said, oh, you my- over, remember you in Beverly Hills, and that's why I'm over here minding my business. Yeah, you in Sweden. And Beverly Hills. And, and I'm in Philly. Like Jamise always says, I'm in Beverly Hills. Like, <laughs> right here, minding my business, okay? But, exactly. um, Simon Kyle's company, Psycho, which is who he is. <laughs> That's the name of his company? Psycho Entertainment. Yikes. Yeah. I get it, like Simon Cow, but like. Or Simon (laughs) Co. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's also just. Psycho. And he, like, he really is a mean bitch. He is. But, um. So fucking mean. With that tight ass turtleneck. He uh, needs his he, he. Sorry, I was about to say something. No, please say it. No, I was about to say he needs his butt fucked. (laughs) That's something that loosens you up. Trust me. I have been different. Oh, wow. I wasn't expecting that one. I was about to say he needs a brand new style, a new cut, a new color. That too. He definitely needs to change things up. Maybe he'll be in a better mood. 
I picture him with bundles. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, we the company said we remain committed to ensuring a respectful workplace for all employees and take and take very seriously any questions about workplace culture. We are working with Gabrielle through her representatives to hear more about her concerns. Following which we will take whatever uh, next steps to be appropriate. And in response, Gabrielle Union tweeted retweeted a post by Jo. Her name is Joelle Monique, and it says, um, "A solid apology. One, sincerely admit wrongdoing directly to the offended party. Two, be twice as loud by correcting your mistake as you were making the mistake. And three, lay out steps to correct your behavior in the future. Anything less is covering your own ass." And that is the truth. Like, I'm a fan to keep that same energy. Like, if you apologize to me, if you fucking embarrass me this way, bitch, don't apologize to me in private. Apologize to me the same way you did it to me. Huh? Okay. So I'm just, like, upset that that happened to her. But I'm so happy to see how many people have her back. And, like, fuck America's Got Talent. Like, I can't believe that show's still on. Like, you're not tired of talent shows? (laughs) Like, y'all so tired. Like, I'm so tired of people being like, I was a little. They're like, oh my god, do you hear this, Howie? It's always like, (laughs) it's always like a girl that come in with this boxy ass dress on. That was like, it's gonna hurt when it heals too. But it's like a guy telling jokes. He's like, ah, you see this? Flip a balloon. Ah, no, actually. Or a little girl come on stage with muppets. Like, (laughs) I'm hungry and I'm hungry. I was like, all right, we get it, we get it. What's an, what's that other song that, that I'm tired of hearing everybody sing? What? And I rise up. Yep. And I'm like, oh, my God. This song's like, I do it a thousand times again. Y'all surely do, like, over and over again. Like, I get it. You guys have risen up. Um, What's the next subject we got on the list here? Wow, my phone's really fucking me over. Okay, so let's just follow up on... Mr. Creepy Tia. I just, I really, like, I am at the point where that is a person that I absolutely do not know and I absolutely cannot stand. Like, when I hear him talk that hippity, hippity, shippity dip, <laughs> I want to punch the fuck out of him. You know what I hate about Tia? He got, he a rock head little nigga. He a rock like, You just can't tell him nothing. He's so pompous that, like, he's like, I'm a legend me. What and you gonna have even, to do is beat the shit out of him. Like, exactly. honestly, that's. And it makes me mad because he's somebody that he thinks his truth is the truth. And he can never, like, for instance, like, all right, I might be firm in something, but I'm like, hmm, I can see how this person feels this way. And maybe I am wrong and I'm just, like, being too, like, you know, in my feelings. He's like, nope, this is the truth. You know, another thing I don't like is that even when I know that I am correct, I don't want to ever seem like an asshole. Yeah. Even if, when I'm right, because seeming like an asshole still makes you an asshole. Like, you know what I mean? Being like, oh, okay, this guy. <laughs> All right, yeah, sure. Like, you look hella bothered. You don't look secure in your stance. And, like, it's just unnecessary. You're giving energy, and you know, like, if I know I'm correct, I'm definitely giving you no energy. Yeah. And, like, I literally will stare at you while you talk and be like, yeah, but you forgot to consider that, like, there's also this thing and there's that thing. And, like, just really talk to you like a human being so you feel even more dumb. But, like you said, he can't do that. And, you know, he gets on Red Table Talk, and he admitted that his daughter was very upset with his comments, rightfully so. Like, she unfollowed him on social media and everything. Um, he said that Deja had a problem with him talking about it, and he understands and is incredibly apologetic to her. But not to any of these other strangers and any of those weirdos who just kind of toss lies around. But my thing is, like, 
this is how I know you're not really sorry because you wouldn't have even addressed that. You would be focused on what you did wrong. You went on and volunteered information about your daughter's fucking genitals and you bothered her and you still use this time in the same breath to be like, I'm sorry to my daughter, but I'm not sorry to y'all. Like, what? Yeah, that, that immediately makes, makes your sense. apology just not like you still worried about other people the fact is nobody would have been able to lie about that had you not fucking said it so you need to take accountability full circle you and do. that's a HIPAA violation yeah it, it, be, it was a lie let's just talk about that because he did say that he had uh embezzled um sorry I'm laughing at this quote he said I never said I was in the exam room that is an assumption that is a falsity I've never said it was being done present day as 18-year-old. I never said that her mother wasn't present. All false narrative was just been sensationalized. It's like nobody can sensationalize anything that you have not said. You can't nobody make rumors about, I mean, people can't make rumors, but something as far-fetched as that, you put that on the table. Like, you've been in this industry for years. You know how shit go. If you say something off the wall, people are going to magnify it, especially about your child's sex life. It's just a conversation that should not have been had, and it further just exemplified how he knows fucking nothing. All he knows is the scooby-doop and the boobie And the razzle-dazzle and the bim-bam. Of course, the emancipation of the proclamation of all sorts. Type you of can't thing. fool me, fucker. Though it doesn't mean anything. No, and it's just like, okay, just be like, not to be smart. Because I do feel bad for Tiny, but I'm like, yo, it's real easy to out-talk somebody with a 50-word 50, 50 uh, vocabulary. But you, or people who aren't even that good at talking. Mm-hmm. Because one thing I've learned now about working with students, people who aren't good at talking don't necessarily... Me, it doesn't necessarily mean they're not smart people. Yeah. Or and they may be better writers. They may need additional time to process because they actually think about what they fucking say. Because that's how like, I felt lot. before we started the podcast. Like, I felt like I just was not good at articulating how I felt about stuff or, like, processing. I'm much better at writing stuff. That's why I tweet like a fucking maniac. But um, when I'm angry, I definitely can't process like I, I i don't know what to say like when yeah, i'm really I mad and so now i've realized that i go into this space called neglect where you neglect the entire situation and that's that's so me yeah and yeah. um i was about to say he and that's why people like ti annoy me is because those are people like that when i was younger would always try to out talk me and then I would feel before when I was younger and I didn't know much, I would always feel like they were like, right? Because they the way they talk like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I would be like, damn, like they got me. But it's like, you really don't fucking got me. You don't. No. I just am somebody that it just takes me a long time to like process like words and stuff. And like I said, like, that's why I do enjoy having a podcast is just like helping me. Because like sometimes I also don't like to talk that much. Um. And that's why, again, people like T.I. just get in my fucking nerves. I'm like, you go for people that are easy targets. No, seriously. Like, come on. Pick on somebody your own size. Yeah, your own vocabulary says. Uh, so let's make these next few topics quick. Yeah, like, sometimes we put stuff on the outline. I'll be looking at it like, I don't want to talk about this no more. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cash Doll versus Nicki Minaj. <laughs> so apparently that was a thing. Like, what? Cash Doll, um, I didn't think she had no beef with nobody, but she recently said she unfollowed Nicki Minaj uh, because she was trying to, um, she's, she was talking to her crazy. 
I feel like you, we gotta believe it, right? I what I wanted to know what she was saying. Yeah, I want to know what she was I saying too. I just think that like um, <laughs> that's about to <laughs> but that like yo celebrities really be in each other DMs my question is like don't y'all get so many DMs like how do you how do you see the DMs from like the people you want to see you know what I mean I guess they go to different inboxes but you have to be going back and forth checking every DM like you know everything in order to accept the request like if I was a celebrity I would be like yo I I never see nobody shit like I don't know what you're talking about like if somebody con- like if one celebrity comment on another celebrity's picture I'm like how the fuck did you see that comment I wonder if celebrity I think, if verified Twitter look different yeah, or it Instagram does. look different it does so I know I'm, I'm not sure about Twitter but if Cash Doll and Nicki Minaj just follow each other then their messages go into the regular. Um, like it goes. But to, what if they not? What if one person celebrity not following another celebrity? But I do know. I don't know for Instagram, but I know for Twitter that verified when you're when you're verified, verified stuff goes into one thing, and then unverified stuff goes into another. Oh, okay. <laughs> just just practice that. <laughs> but yeah, so now they're they're not really fucking with each other and. Cash Out was saying, I don't want no beef with nobody. That's uh, why me and Cardi came together to show um, unity. But she also went on uh, Instagram Live and said, I'm still like, I'm still going gonna like Nicki Minaj, but she just came at me sideways. So I motherfucking unfollow her. I'm human. And like, I, I guess I get that. Like, but ugh, I wish Nicki was fucking stop. Yeah, like, come on. Like, I just was, like, revving up. I was just, like, going back into, like, wow, I miss being a barb. I'm not going to lie. I miss just being batshit crazy and not caring about anything. Mm -hmm. But when the fuck next Nicki song is coming out. And now I'm just, like, come on. Like, come on. She acting like an old old bitch. And, like, I She even got the the old bitch man. (laughs) Like, she really falling in line and nobody's telling her to. No no label is forcing her to act, behave like this. Nobody. I know. And, like, I'm just trying. Like, I am am trying to ignore this man. (laughs) Sorry to this man. (laughs) That is very hard for me. I am trying to ignore God that that damn. is happening, um, but it's happening, and it's like, please, just don't stop. make it fucking worse. But no, I don't know. Recently, I really, I don't listen to Cash Doll's music, but I really like her presence. If that makes sense, me too. Like it's like it's even though like, I, I like it's kind of like Tanache. Like I listened to Tanache's recent album. It's gonna take me a few attempts to get into it. It, w- it did not click for me right away, mm-hmm. and the sound of it was something that I just didn't understand. Sometimes you not in a red right. This is such a popular word this week, but headspace, oh, God. <laughs> so to speak, to listen to stuff. And that's, that's why, why I was saying I'm gonna give it a few more. Because that's how I I'm felt. About the trash. thing is, like I am definitely whatever Summer Walker do. I'm like she's she's doing that, but I haven't listened to her album because I wasn't in a right, you know. Yeah, headspace. So her to speak, album like clicked for me though. Like so, the, it didn't click thing, for me. So many. Well, albums, I didn't even try to listen episode, to it yet. Yeah, like Ella May, um, Ari Lennox, Kalani. But like, that's what happened when I with uh, Kalani last episode, last episode, last album. Remember when you first listened to it? I was like, oh, it's not. Click. Then I listened to it, and I was yeah. like, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's, it's definitely happened. Like even with my control. mother with Lana Del Rey like that album I did not listen to it like mm. before and when I was going to her concert like I I know I know somebody and by somebody I mean Rex is going to say something about me saying that Lana Del Rey is my mother but anyway um, <laughs> you're ready I know I'm ready but um, 
first, I didn't want to listen to the album because I know the type of artist she is. And at the moment, I was like, I'm going to be triggered by everything. And then I listened to it, and I was like, okay, I'm into it. Um, but yeah, sometimes, but just because I'm not in like the my, right mind frame to listen to it, don't mean that I'm not gonna stand it. No, because I, I just it. love girls doing their thing. Right, like I just, especially a dark skin woman. Seriously, seriously. So yeah, I, I'm like obsessed with Cash Doll's presence, and like I feel like I like people like that. Like, even if I don't listen to them, you bring something to pop culture, and like I fuck with it. Like she really just bring a positive energy to to pop culture, and she bad as shit. Like. Mm-hmm. What? She's gorgeous. Um, and also, side note, I love that all her, like, friends and, like, like her friends do her hair, like, mm-hmm. make it so she, like, employ within the circle, which is, like, what I want to do. And, like, being from Detroit, I feel like she talk real Detroit. Yeah. Like, I love that shit. I really do. Um, so we're moving into the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show being canceled, which is fantastic news. I'm so happy it's canceled. Ding dong, the witch is dead. That's what you get for not liking big bitches. Like, and it's exactly. crazy because as a kid, I was like, oh my, when I was like, back when I was on some real, like, I want to be a plus size model. I remember. Shit, I always thought to myself, like, how cool would it be if I was like Victoria's Secret's like first, like, I was about to say thick angel. <laughs> but, like, it, I dreamed of that. Like, how empowering that would be the grace of stage when they finally let up. Mm-hmm. And they never let up. And they, and Fenty was like, oh, and, you, you real stupid. And the funny thing is, remember Rihanna performed there? Yep. She Just was soaking up all the information. Soaking up all. We love a fed. <laughs> we love a narc. But she was really there, like, fresh fresh off the run with her. <laughs> okay. And write, write that down. Like, yep. She said how to do this, but better. Yeah. And that's what and she happened. did. And you know what I love about, like, Rihanna? Everything that she creates literally does um, answer a need that hasn't been met. Mm-hmm. Like through Fenty, like the the foundation, like the true and match. it's genuine. It's genuine because that's what I'm saying. It's a genuine need and it's a genuine respect and passion. And I love for her makeup. It, it's good shit. Like Fenty came out and it was absolutely literally the, amazing. The formulas are fantastic. The other day I was thinking, I was like, yo, I really because I use the foundation, I use the face powder. Mm-hmm. I'm so mad. I just lost my um, my black lipstick. Priyana, please restock that. What's wrong with you? <laughs> it was just like for a limited time only. And oh, I, shit, really? Yeah, and I love that black That's lipstick. That's going to have to come back It's got to come she back. She knows better. She's got to. But yeah, like I really be using Fenty products. Like, yeah, like Fenty and it's not, Pace. And it's not even because I'm a... Um, Rihanna That's not enough. I'm is, sorry. I'm poor. Like it's not. It can't. I can't support people just because of their name. Like I really can't. Like I have to find some use. It has to be worth it because otherwise, everything I would I have would be based on a celebrity, you know, ambassador versus you know some real shit. But no, Fenty performs, and like even like the Savage. Like when I wear that shit, I feel sexy. Like the underwear are cute as hell. She's always having sales, and you know that there's your size is available. Like I'm sorry, like people for like Victoria's Secret, they want to hold on to that shame and shopping so bad because it made mm-hmm. some girls feel great and some girls not. Like mm-hmm. that type of exclusivity is not the exclusivity I like. The type of exclusivity I like is like, hey, this is Black Girl Brunch, so you know upon uh before you even click on it who the fuck this is for so if you decide to listen to it anyway great if it makes you feel empowered somehow anyway obviously that's amazing Mm -hmm. but never forget like this shit is for us so i feel that way about like fenty like they she definitely like like i walk away like yo this shit is for me Mm -hmm. love that yes and i went to her um 
was it last year or this year? No, it was last year. Um, I had went to the Fenty pop up and oh, I was so it was so cute and I want another one. Oh my god, did you um know that Victoria's Secrets um like the the coat like some he killed himself? Yeah, like like the, the founder Jeffrey yeah. Jeffrey Epstein. Like, yeah. I did he not killed... know he was fucking connect. Yeah, in jail. No. Oh wait, the oh that was a code for other yeah. oh who yeah the guy who created Victoria's Secret though he killed himself. No, I'm talking about like one of the funders, like the founders. Uh, their friend, their financer. Was oh yeah, he killed Epstein. His, he killed himself too. So, so they say. So allegedly, but word on the streets is that it was Bill Clinton and Jeffrey. And I said Jeffrey Trump, but Donald Trump. <laughs> It probably was because they 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 was like mixing and mingling, and they knew he was probably gonna sing like a bird to get some jail time. Then they all would have known that they was you know diddling in the razzle dazzle in the bim bam. And they said clank clank. They said hey, come on, let me tell you something real quick. <laughs> <laughs> they said yo 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 yo, get this nigga, get this he nigga. Said, hey, what are you? <laughs> he, he said, said hey, get your hands off me. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that what every white man say when he being attacked? It's like, no, I'm not gonna get. We my going hands in, dickhead. <laughs> You're literally getting jumped. You getting killed, hey, bro? Get your hands off me! It's like get your. You don't understand what's happening at this point. I have a knife to your belly. Like you're deaf. Like I'm not gonna get my hands off of you. Um, so sorry about that conversation. Didn't, <laughs> didn't realize what I was saying. I'm like, okay. Um, moving on in to the last tea time topic, which is going to be amazing. The Pussycat Dolls are reuniting, which I'm really happy about this because I just was watching like, uh, don't you wish your girlfriend was hot? I was watching that video and the sex appeal that they gave. Like, I just talked about how I do not miss the exclusivity of like, you know, fashion. I do, however, miss like like some of like that hot body era of like the Pussycat Dolls and stuff like that. Like they were all so uniformly hot. Like even though like Nicole was like center stage with the vocals and yeah, they everything, hot. they all you can say like oh this one couldn't dance or that one couldn't dance or this one wasn't. Showing they all up. was hitting that shit, hitting that shit. They gave us body. They gave us moves. They can we listen to sex. the Pussycat Dolls in the car? Absolutely. I felt like a little kid. I said, hey, can we listen to them in the car? Like, I remember when, like, loosen up my buttons, but <laughs> you keep frying. Why are you singing it like that? what you gonna do to me, but I see nothing. Uh, uh, that was, like, typical. <laughs> <laughs> she was singing her. She said, me? Can't <laughs> <laughs> <And> you see? <laughs> I'm about to blow. <laughs> That's Typical. crazy. She's so tiny with that big ass voice. She can really sing her ass. But up. what was that show? It was like a reality show with the Pussycat Dolls. It, what, it wasn't the Pussycat Dolls. It was Nicole Schizinger. And I remember because it was. <laughs> She's um, trying to make them the next girl group or something. It was Eden's Crush. And they had that song, Get Over Yourself Goodbye. And that was like the <laughs> video, the challenge. Oh my God, I miss that kind of reality TV so much. Me too, like but when TLC was auditioning for yeah, somebody. So the, the challenge, like the end, like was they had to shoot a music video. And Nicole Schizinger, she was giving the girls yes. what they fucking uh, wanted. I fucking love that song. She should have been big. It was called pop, it was called like pop. Star or something like that. Yeah, but why like Nicole didn't like really pop off after that? Y'all fucking failed Nicole Schizinger. Really me she and Iman really was we really was yes. Nicole Schizinger. <laughs> 
stands. We went to high school. <laughs> like, I can't take it any longer. We really was, we really was, was pussy getting out like fans. She said, all we do is linger. <laughs> I really loved them. And like, honestly, like, Nicole Schissinger was the talent. And like, y'all fucking failed her. I, it I, wasn't me. I was a kid. Yeah, and I supported her. <laughs> I'm talking all y'all motherfuckers about Alexa Chung because we did we did we we, I did what I had to do to keep Alexa Chung on air. We really did. Bitches, on other hand, y'all failed her. You can't say the same. (laughs) Can't, especially y'all motherfuckers that's older than us. Y'all fucking failed Alexa Chung. I don't know what the fuck y'all was doing. Manny, mine, we did not. We did our part. I was. Oh, I hope. I hope Alexa Chong is doing well. If you I don't hope, know who Alexa Chong is, she had like a show on like VH1 MTV. It was and, MTV. And me and no, VH1, I think. We thought she was so hilarious and just cute. Like, she's adorable. She's fucking, she was funny as shit. And she paved the way for y'all influencers. She was she, a fashion girl. She really did. And she always looked adorable. She's who I thought I was going to grow up to be. Yeah, I remember. Um, but, uh... You know what? She's probably doing well. Next week, fave fave for people y'all fail. Yeah, <laughs> the audience of Black Girl Brunch. Who y'all no. fail? <laughs> Not us, for sure. Because we showed up and we did what fucking needed to be done. Exactly. And the thing is, I'm not proud of everything in my life, but I'm proud of how I showed up for Nicole and we the Pussycat. Show- I said the Pussycat dolls. <laughs> Crazy as shit. <laughs> when did I become Southern? Like what? <laughs> So one time, this me and Sabria, like, we used to be obsessed with people who, like, like relationships in high school that nobody else gave a fuck about. Like, cause they still are. Because honestly, they had the best drama. Like, I'm not trying to be smart. Like, if it's somebody in an anime club, don't, that's the fucking, I'm telling, the fencing club, yep. like, the chess club. I'm still obsessed with people like that. They got, they, they relationships, they had the most sex involved. <laughs> The most drugs, the most falling outs, mm-hmm. getting back together. So one time, me and Sabrina was trying to see if these two people were like broken up, and we was like, "Oh my god!" So then the one girl changed her MySpace song to "I Hate This Part." I'm like, Sabrina, I think it's official." We was like, "Damn!" We was cracking up, <laughs> and we stayed on our MySpace. This is the song. We kept <laughs> updating. We kept up. We kept looking for updates because you know when somebody break up with somebody because they changed their layouts to like broken hearts and shit. <laughs> they changed. They song the sun said. <laughs> then they changed their banner but under construction. They yep. like, they said heart under construction. <laughs> I think mine was like that too when I had a breakup. Or it'd be nothing there, it'd just be like a picture. Or they had no song. That's when you bad that's a nah, bad drawing. That's a bad drawing. That's when you feel alone. <laughs> you had no song in your mouth it's bad, bad <laughs> Nicole said, I gotta do it and I gotta do it. She put her fucking foot. And she, and again, you know what? Y'all failed her. She did it, but you guys did not do it. Like exactly. that, that's just shit. But you that's know what? Sad. That scares me that someone can work that hard and not launch. What does that say about us? Like, what the fuck? Not to make things negative, but I'm like, <laughs> should I just fucking quit? <laughs> but also, but she didn't. I, I think. <laughs> but she didn't. Also, think about like people like Sierra and Tanache, like people whose shit is just not sticking. Now, Sierra is very fortunate because mm-hmm. no matter what, she's still an icon. Mm-hmm. And, like, she, like she, I can say that Sierra is iconic and she's very hardworking and very positive and very busy. But that Melanin song makes me want to turn my body inside out and walk Girl. with my guts out. Like, she, it's like, ooh, that Melanin, that, ooh, that, ooh, that Melanin, that, ooh, chocolate Melanin. That. <laughs> I'm like, listen, I love black empowerment. Like, brown skin girls did that for me. Maybe. She should just do um, fucking music with the wiggles or something. 
<laughs> Shit. I'm too big for that. <laughs> That's the fucking wiggles. Yo, they used to be fucking it up with them turtlenecks. The wiggles. Me. Damn, it's this one song that I... Oh, it, they used to be a hot potato, hot potato. Anyway. Uh, let <laughs> yeah, me, she, can do, she can do shit for the Wiggles. No, seriously. Ghost she, right no, for them. Seriously, are they still uh, even a band? The Wiggles are absolutely out of commission. That's all I can tell you. I'm sure. But like, I don't even know that. Like, through research, I just feel like... Or, like, write stuff for, like... Children. Disney, yeah. No, seriously. Sierra will be perfect for that. She would be. No, you really wanted something. Like, she would be perfect for that. But... But my thing is, like, either come ready to, to give us some music or keep that shit on the playground. Exactly. Literally. Because I hate to say this, but Future was correct about that one thing. He you should have stayed in your lane. Like, ride and goodies and, like, that pop shit, you're not that girl. Like, you're just not that girl. Like, oh, it's just be making me cringe. Anyway, it's like people like that in their careers kind of make me a little bit nervous. I'm like, you can absolutely be just capped out. No matter what you do, people just be like, no, that's so-and-so, and and this is what happens to them. So, yeah, we were going to quickly talk about, I guess we can still quickly talk about, Chris Brown is allegedly just had a son with his ex-girlfriend. Because that's all you bitches. Who is his ex? Her name is Amika something. And let's just copy and paste Karuchi in your mind. That's all you had to do. (laughs) Okay, done. Uh, All right. Just think about his type. You know, Blasian, pretty hair. Not that all hair is not pretty, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know that I texture get it. I'm talking about. Like 4A. Yeah. You talk about that texture that oh, when we were kids, we all felt like shit if we didn't have that Sorry, hair. I'm cracking my ass. Yeah, you really are. But you know what? I'm proud of you because you made it 45 minutes into the show, and this is <laughs> the first time you bust your ass. That's a new record. Um... Also, sorry, I sound like shade. I said that's a new record. Um, <laughs> and also, Toya Wright got engaged, and I'm very happy for her because she just seemed like um, she seemed like a real ass bitch who know how to cook and throw cookouts. And she just like is like quiet with it. She just seems so real and genuine. She seemed like a true friend. Like I, I know that sounds corny, she but she just seemed like a true friend. Ooh, and I'm sorry, my underarms. Whew. Sorry. You know what's funny? That the people on the podcast <laughs> nor me would have never known that had you not just said that. Sorry. Well, you love, you love, like, yo, let me show you how nasty I am. I... You're like, you nasty, girl. You nasty. That's probably the song you dance to in your house alone. But yeah, um, I'm happy for her. I feel like she a real bitch. She absolutely is. Like, I can't explain And it's like it. she talk, but you don't hear nothing. You know what I mean? No. Like, love that energy. Same. Um... So let's go. Let's get on into the sunken place segment. All right. This week, there's not an individual or a person, uh, in partic- a celebrity in the <laughs> community. <laughs> it's a community. Um, and like you said it best. It's like, or somebody said it. Best. Yeah, somebody. So, um, so I was lurking. <laughs> I was on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I was and, on Twitterverse, and I saw one of my mutuals had retweeted it, and um, somebody said that um. The uh, like sex work has been basically gentrified by like white women, um, and in particular like cis white women, um, mm-hmm. and I have had an issue with this for a little while now, and I couldn't pinpoint what it was, and it was just like making me angry, and it's like, so are you just jealous because like when you did sex work, it wasn't so successful, like whatever, and I'm like, no, it's not that, it's something like it's just something, and this is what it is because. 
for myself, even me, um, because in so I know a, everybody has like a persona when they do sex work. And when I do like a persona, I'm like a cis straight woman, mm-hmm. um, uh, obviously. Um, and I can um, do that. And I, even though as a sex worker, you're always like your safety is like, you know, in uh, at risk. But for the most part, I was just talking to people on the internet. I would never like go meet them. Even though right. one time I was going to meet somebody and they uh, didn't show up. I was mad as shit because I had these <laughs> high ass boots on. And I was at 30th Street, like, I was at 30th Street dressed like a fucking BDSM. <laughs> I was just like, this is why I don't remember this. Like, I swore I was supposed to go to Sephora. Which no, is no, I do remember that. And I was scared as shit. I was happy as hell he canceled. I was, I was in my living room like, oh, golly. <laughs> I had on these high-ass boots, red and black, everything, black lipstick. I just looked like, uh, I looked like a sex worker. I looked like I was going to work. It was not even was like. At 30th Street I was at 30th Street Station in broad daylight. <laughs> no. And I, mean, I looked like. Y'all can picture 30th Street Station. Think about every movie, like, where, like, the parents drop their their kid off, like, to the bus stop to go to college. <laughs> it's highly populated. It's like every. Highly populated. Every, it's just not a place to show up with leather on. Like, and don't I was you literally your girlfriend. I was literally dressed like a sex worker. I was not inconspicuous. I was dressed like I was doing what I was doing. That was my bad. Oh but God. anyway, yeah, you could have got a trench coat or some shit. No, I was all out, and I think I had my pocketbook with like the pins and stuff in it. Like, it was, I was just very like. I was very unguarded. No, and I'm and I'm messaging him because I I never I always message people on kick and I'm like messaging him like you fucking asshole you bitch. He's like not answering me. I'm like you fucking bitch. I'll destroy you. I was so he probably probably was hard as shit. He goes oh yeah keep going. Fucking freak. freak. I know you turned that and you should have been like. Thank you. He's probably like, bitch. You should have said real nice to him. Like, I like it here. He probably, hey, 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 hey. Greasy as fuck. But anyway, um, so. Oh, God, I'm weak. Back to, I'm so back weak. to the matter at hand. Um, so, yeah. So, even me and sex work, I'm very privileged. Um, and um, the reason why I always, like, dip in and dip out, because first of all, I mean, for everybody, it's, like, exhausting, especially if you do Dime work is so fucking exhausting because these bitches they are fucking so fucking needy anyway <laughs> it's so exhausting and sometimes when i would like talk to somebody and they would like fetishize me and i know that's a part of the game it just would like make me feel like oh my god like i don't want to do this and when i was doing it it was still like, ugh, like, ew. Like, a lot of people would have, like, if you did sex work, like, you had a, your page was like private or like far off and you didn't have like your friends following your page and stuff like that. Um, so now that like white women, it's white cis women and white femmes are getting in on it, like the OnlyFans stuff and like amateur porn and all that stuff like that, it's becoming more acceptable. And it's like more and more people are doing it. And the thing is, even with me, I wasn't so deep into it because I know since I am a a person of privilege, despite, you know, me being black and uh, being a woman, as just being real, I am still privileged. I can go get a job 
that and feel is, safe and feel safe and even, not be questioned exactly even with the microaggressions and stuff like that that's minor to you know somebody literally that's like, not even allowing you in exactly because, like because yeah. you know you're you're you show up um and you have your dead name on an application but you want to be called by your chosen name and they're not respecting it um so sex work you know definitely for a lot of trans women, especially the trans women of option, color, that's yeah. the only option for them. And then now these cis white women are co-opting this movement, and it's just like, and then speaking over the um, marginalized people in the movement, and it's just like, who the fuck are you? Like the you, like again, I always say this, and even speaking to myself, some pussy ain't for everybody. And yeah. it's like you can go, you know, work at anthropology or something and be not be questioned, and it's like. I just feel like with some, especially white cis women, um, again, my favorite term that I learned from Tumblr, the oppression Olympics, I feel like a lot of cis white women are, they're being left out of the oppression Olympics mm-hmm. and they're like, fuck, what to do? What? So let's do, let's do sex work. Let's, and then complain about the man who called me a whore who has four, <laughs> who has four followers. And it's like, as you know, we need to be real with ourselves. Some things these people do don't give in to these type of people. They this person has four followers. They're calling you a whore. Um, I've literally like that would do nothing to that me. That was honestly Calling me a whore is like you're not wrong. Yeah, I was about to say because I have even I'm not even active on my like my Dom page. It was on my Tumblr, and I still get messages to this day, and people be calling me all types of all this stuff, and I just like check the message, and I'm just like. Or I'll take a screenshot. I'm like, oh, it's Shit, fine. that's me on Tinder. And I yeah, don't, nobody, don't nobody know nothing about me. All you got to do is not respond. You a black monkey bitch whore. And exactly. Like, that's just who you are. And I just think it's just so crazy to me that, you know, cis white women are co-opting this movement that is for people who are not as privileged to, you know, They're making it okay. Into, yeah, they're making it I, okay. I, I, and I don't think, I think that's whack as fuck that now it's okay that they're, and now, you know, there's shows about it, the fucking show on Vice Slut, Slut Ever or whatever, where this white woman is just talking about all this kinky shit and all this sex stuff and stuff like that. And it's like, now it's like people are writing all these articles and like people are having like meetup groups. It's and always, how- the, it's that's always what happens like in history. In any situation, <laughs> it's like it got to be white before it's right. And it makes mm-hmm. me so mad. It makes me so angry because like you said, like they're not the they, like people have been doing this for years. Like especially if you look at like shows like Pose mm-hmm. and you think about like how all those almost every character at one point had to do sex work to get by Mm -hmm. or considered it. Mm -hmm. So that's been going on since the 80s, obviously before. Mm -hmm. But now in the year of 2019, almost 2020, we have like women out here looking like like human buttercups walking around. And they not only do they get to be the face of this movement Mm -hmm. and like be brave, be the brave ones, despite everyone else doing it, they get to have depth with them yeah they don't get to just be the sex worker they get to be the sex worker and the girlfriend they mm-hmm. get to be the sex girlfriend and the person with some brains mm-hmm. they get to be the sex worker and all the things everyone else should have been before them but it's like only gets granted to them mm-hmm. so it's like it, it kind of bothers
bothers me there. And it's like, who do we point the finger at? Do we point the finger at the white feminists for just showing up and being themselves? Or do we also have to point the finger at the people who allow, like, why why did, why did were you so willing to drink this cup of tea, but you weren't willing to drink for, drink that cup of tea? Exactly. Like, why is this acceptable? Now, that wasn't. Like, what was the change of heart? Exactly. And a lot of times, for me, it's like a lot of black men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A lot of black men will be, like, so happy to, like, see a fucking, like, entertain a white woman on the in- internet. And it's just like, uh I mean, obviously, it's not enough of us to make that acceptable. I mean, not enough black people, because we are a minority, to make it acceptable. But when I look and I see them doing it, it's like, yeah, but yet and still, if you were saw, like, you know... A black woman doing it, it's like, oh, there's another hoe. You wonder why you get treated like this. Like, mm-hmm. black women who do sex work uh, don't deserve love or respect or any type of... um um, they're one-dimensional, but white sex workers, they can be a person who likes to cook and read books and do plants and be, cuddle and actually want to do something other than sex. But for everyone else, that's just it. Yeah, exactly. And, like, when I first started, like, getting into, like, fin, fin dom stuff, like, the people that was helping me and, like, telling me resources on, like, how to stay safe and, like, get stuff and, like, not giving people my number, it was trans women and trans women of color. So, um, it's just, like, this is just something that, like, is recently has been, like, happening, like, at a rapid pace. Because when I started doing Fendom stuff, that's when I was, like, um, like very heavily into Tumblr. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't, like, maybe it's just, like, the circle that, you know, I was around. But I didn't see it that much. It wasn't, like, but now it's starting to, like, come at a rapid pace. And it's, like, for... I mean, obviously, you can't tell people, you know, what to do with their life. But it just seems like um, it's just like very like when I first got into it, when girls would say stuff like, oh, I want a sugar daddy, but I don't want to do, you know, you know, X, Y, Z. Or it's like, oh, I don't want to work. So, like, why don't I just do this? Like, whatever. And it's like for some people, it's like this is either this or nothing. No, seriously, I get it. So, yeah, um, it's not about like. Oh, white women who are sex workers. It's about, uh, once again, them making things okay. Like, the end-all, be-all. Exactly. And, add, and if you are a cis white woman or, you know, cis, like, you know, them, um, yeah, well, yeah, cis white, mainly cis white woman um, who is in sex work, your job should be first um, realizing your privilege as a white cis woman and when you speak on stuff don't it's let matter of fact don't speak on shit actually for real for real <laughs> don't fucking speak on it um and <laughs> don't fucking speak on oh, it. oh god or like you know pass the mic or or you know like i said like i said in the beginning like um i understand i'm privileged in this way you know so, like, they need to be, respect, like, looking at that and speaking up on it, too. Like, it's just, I don't know, you do have a responsibility. Just like you said, if you are a white cis woman who you know that people, people are going to, like, not look at you the same way. Not to say you never get any hate or anything like that, but you have to recognize your privilege and not allow yourself to just be the gatekeeper of what's acceptable and what's not. Yeah, exactly. Um. So... Yes, that was the sunken place. Next, we're going to move on into common senses. Um, and this week, like, I just kind of wanted to talk about something that has been weighing on my soul a lot, especially since I've, like, entered education. 
Um, especially since um, I've been like thinking about like grad school for myself and my purpose and not necessarily thinking about being rich, rich and famous or any of that. Like I hadn't thought about that for years, but and and like re- this past year, it has become even more clear to me that I cannot do work that I don't care about, regardless of the money. <laughs> like my heart yeah. and my soul has to be in my work. That the the mission has to be it has to be social justice oriented. Otherwise, I simply will not give a fuck. Like I won't care at all. Hello. So with that being said, like I just have been thinking a lot about um. Like how where we're born determines so much about our life and how many barriers that we're going to have and how invisible those barriers are. So you can seem like you are just, you know, not able to do something because of you, but you won't see that there's this invisible, like, I think of it like this big ass, heavy ass uh, weight. Like a little weight, like what's the thing you uh do um bench presses with? Mm-hmm. That's on your back, and you can't see it because you don't want to be a person that feels sorry for yourself. But there is sometimes this inv- these invisible burdens on us that we have inherited simply because of our zip code. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading this like I was I went to this um conference and this woman was saying she was showing this graph like this graph about like redlining and how redlining has been around since like the great migration when like all the black people moved from the South up to the North. So in places like Philly, uh, when white people who were here first started seeing that they were like, okay, so where are we going to give loans to these black people? Because we cannot be giving them loans and spaces of ours. We have to give them the shitty parts. You know what I mean? So from there, Black people were only allowed to move into spaces where, like, there were environmental conditions that weren't that great, where the construction really wasn't that great, where the houses weren't that great. And even that was, like, you know, in the early 1900s. So by the time my grandmom comes around in, like, the 60s, that's still, like, alive and well. That's still happening. And so then by the time I come around and I'm in that same house or in that same neighborhood that she bought up her kids, it's just crazy to see that, like, where I was going to be born or what my life was going to look like has was already in the works before I had, I was a twinkle in anybody's eye. You know, it's just really... Never had a fucking chance. It's really fucked up. And then in the same presentation, they show, like, the asthma rates by zip code. I don't think it was a coincidence that these poor neighborhoods had were more likely to have, like, asthma simply because of the dust, simply because of the conditions and the pollution and, like, all these things. And it just hurts my gut to know that, like, where you are born, your zip code will determine your lifespan, Mm -hmm. your health, your education, your quality of life, how likely you are to get married. It'll determine what's normal for you, Mm -hmm. like, what's healthy for you, your relationships and how you look at the world. Like, and obviously we know that they aren't, that's, like... You can beat that, but people don't... When we're reading those stories about people who escape from the hood, it's a lot of their story that we can't see. It's a lot of things that people had to deal with in the dark that I'm starting to see to, for myself like as a 27-year-old because I'm moving out of that space where I get help from my parents, and I'm realizing, like, whoa, life is very hard for me. <laughs> Like, whoa, sometimes I feel like I can't handle this. I've never felt like that before. Mm-hmm. My entire life, I've always felt like if I work really hard, I can just get what I want. 
And then for the first time in my life, I feel like, no, I could absolutely work really hard and still not get the things that I deserve. And that's like, that takes me to a place where I say, I'm willing to do whatever the fuck I can to not live like this. And then that's when you get this mentality of people robbing, stealing, cheating to not stay down. Mm-hmm. And I kind of get it. Like, I, I'm, I'm, like, I think about, like, a lot of my students and, like, a lot of them have been in situations that have put the, the that made them get records. And I see now as a 27-year-old, and I saw, always saw it, but I see it clearer now, like, how you can rob somebody because you don't have. Just like um, uh, JT, she says she was working at Whole Foods, and she was, like, thinking, like, oh, like, you know, this, I could save up. And she's, like, $15 an hour. Like, I was, like, I'm just, that's not enough money. So this was, she started scamming. Yeah, and, like, I worked at Whole Foods, and it's nothing that kind of slaps you in the face more than seeing people be able to afford things so effortlessly, and you can't afford things. Like, and it's like, obviously, that person could have came from the same past as you and worked really hard to get it. But when you put people in situations where they feel like they are being suffocated or it's like do or die, either they're going to die like a dummy or they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And, like, for me, um, like, um, what, well, you know that song by Free, Freeway, even though what we do is wrong, still hustle till the song come up. So, like, for me, that song is very special because, like, that was my uncle's favorite song. So I think about that song sometimes, and I'll just be like, like, wow, you know, this song really is inspirational. And my uncle has been go- gone for almost two years now. But, for, like, for the first year that he was gone, I would listen to it and make me happy and empowered. But then recently I've been listening to it, and I've been wondering what he was thinking. And I thought about how my uncle lived, was born in poverty, and he died in poverty. And he was a very hardworking man. And I feel like had he been born in a different, you know, environment where he didn't have to work seven days a week, where he wasn't afraid to miss a work so he can go get a checkup, where he could have had access to better health insurance, where he could have known what wasn't normal in your body. It's just not normal to feel like shit then maybe he could have been alive or maybe he would have died a little bit more comfortably. And listening to that song and thinking about what he thought about and knowing that my uncle would do whatever he had to do to provide for himself and his kids has put me in a situation. And it's made me think into 2020, I'm going into it different because I see this world very doggy dog. Mm-hmm. And I see myself saying, if I don't, if I, if I don't do whatever the fuck I got to do, which is scheme, Fight, climb, claw, my children will carry the same burden as me, my mother, and my grandmother. And I'm not okay with that. Yeah, this is a fucking capitalism. It's like, it's literally no ethical consumption under capitalism. I feel like I'm drowning. I feel like everything that I do is for money. I feel like every time I take a day off, of work every time I decide to watch TV instead of get on the computer and look for sponsorships. Every time I decide to not think about or build a website. Every time I'm I'm setting myself up for failure and I'm being lazy and I must not want it enough. Because for so long that was enough to keep me going. Like, oh, if you want it, then you just do this. And if you want it, then you just do that. But I'm like, I want it, I'm doing that, and I'm still not getting where I need to be. And obviously I'm never gonna give up. But it dawns on me that I could absolutely live my life like this forever, and that scares me. Like when I I think when you like young. You just see it like, oh, you know, I'm just young, you know, young, young and, and young and broke. 
But then you start getting older and these real responsibilities just keep coming. And not only do you have to stand on your own two feet, you look at your parents getting older. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, I might have to take care of them. Like, they they can't work no more. They can't go out here and get it. Like, they, I need to do it. So now you kind of carry this burden that your parents didn't even ask you to carry, but you know because you love them, you just want to do better for them. And I started thinking, like, is it enough space in the world for me and you and everyone who deserves to get it to get it? Like, what does that look like, a space where there is no poverty? Like, and that's, like, my personal life's mission. As much as I love art and entertainment and all the makeup and all those things, I can't keep my mind off poverty. Yeah. And I know it's definitely, um, it's. I feel like it is feasible for everybody to be equal. But it's like, it's like a bigger thing. It's like, that's what, like, people talk about the revolution. It's like, you got to take people from up top that disperse the wealth um, down. Because it's like, you just clawing at each other. And it's like, what the fuck that's going to do? I'm clawing at somebody that don't have it either. And also, I just feel like, yo, what don't I know? How is it that people can know? Like, there's a lot of it's babies being born every day because, unfortunately, with lack of education comes more children. Mm-hmm. There are children being born in these zip codes every day. And every time they're born in these zip codes, the only thing I, I think about is what they're not going to get and what they need. Yeah. And I, I'm like, I know uh, my ass ain't, ain't a genius. I'm not the first person to see this. There's a, been a bunch of policymakers and everyone else who just sees this and have settled in it. Like, no, that's just life. We have rich and we have poor, and that is it. But no, like, we, I have underestimated how people are living in my own city. You know what I mean? We see these documentaries, and we think you got to be across seas living in a hut somewhere to be no. poor. It's people in our city who show up, and we think because they got on a pair of Adidas and a white shirt and Dickies that everything is fine. And at home... If they have a home, shit ain't on, mm-hmm. food ain't in the refrigerator, ain't nobody looking after them, people are strong. It's just a bad joint, and it's very hard. The only thing that keeps my head above water is knowing that I'm doing the work. Like, I'm doing the work to make sure I turn it around. And, like, I'm interested. I just challenge everybody to make sure you are doing the work in some way, shape, or form. You don't have to work at a school. You don't have to have money to give anybody. But what you can do is start thinking about it and, like, getting on Twitter, getting on social media, doing the research and wondering, like, why is it that why is it that this person's whole life is set up for them without them having any choice in it another thing you can do is be a little easier on yourself Mm -hmm. like when you want to take a rest and i know us creatives us ambitious people we feel like shit when we do that but understand like (laughs) that's just that's just another trick it's another trick to make you think you're not doing your best that oh you know the american dream all you gotta do is not be lazy and get your ass up and do that's not the truth especially with people who like like us like who went your whole life was school and especially with me going to an art school, I, my whole life was school. And then I went to art school and people were telling me, like, and not only critiquing my art, but telling me, you know, this is how you do this. This is done this way. This has to be turned in by noon. This has to be blah, blah, blah. You have this amount of time to do this. And then when I graduated college, um, well, the whole time, my year, my last year of college, I, 
was spent me applying to jobs, doing my thesis, that was working, going to the gym, all of this. And then I didn't realize that I had never taken a break. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, had a mental breakdown. And then, you know, I haven't written in a long time, but, like, I still believe in my thesis script, and that's what I want to do. And I know that, like, my parents, like, always get on me, like, oh, you haven't written in a while. Do you even still write? Do you still want to do it? It's like I literally needed a break to learn how to live. And if I can't live, how am I going to write stories? Yeah. Like, I had no – the only stuff – I was writing stuff on – like, how I'm, I wanted my life to be or, like, writing from other people's stories. And it's like, I haven't lived. So I finally was getting my chance to live these past, what, how long ago, graduated college, five years. Four, five years, yeah. Yeah, I finally got a chance to live. And, like, now, and, like, you know, connecting with other black creatives and seeing other people and, like, seeing different films and stuff like that, now I'm inspired again to, like, start writing and start doing stuff. But I just, I know it's, like, um, five years like a long time, but that's just for me personally. That's just what I needed. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you, and I think that like for me, I have never been the person to settle in. Like, oh, but I have this is my past, and this is why I can't do something because this is where I'm from. But I'm I'm never gonna be that person. I'm gonna rise above and I'm gonna get shit done regardless because my name is Iman. And don't get me wrong, like I'm still that bitch. However, I've realized this is the adult jumping out. If I'm gonna be real about my growth, if I'm gonna really, really be successful, I have to recognize that these barriers are there. Pretending like shit that holds me back is not in my way does not make me stronger. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes me stupid. So I need to be able to say, listen, this is why things are hard for me. So that when I do give the same effort or more as somebody who's more privileged than me and I don't get the same result, I don't feel like a failure and I don't become discouraged and I don't I don't give up on myself. Exactly. I have to say Okay, Iman, the reason why you did the same thing as Connor, yet Connor got further, is because of X, Y, and Z. Exactly. Just like when people are like, oh, wow, like Kylie Jenner is a billionaire. Like, oh my gosh, that's so. But it's easy when you just are building up. And the thing is, it's not even easy then. Yeah, right. But it's it's a special, it is easier. Exactly. It's like you start out as a millionaire the fuck is the next step the fucking you keep on building from that a billionaire exactly like i mean because oprah is a billionaire but she's also older yeah she and she she started off from humble beginnings and like obviously that keeps us alive and for me i i just want to be in a space where i don't feel like i'm not doing all that i can for my community because like some like now that i'm in the like social justice i feel more proud of my work than ever before but um I feel like helping people like person to person is awesome but like sometimes I'm like yo we need to get from the top and start really working to change policies like the the practices in school don't set people up to be successful the the health system and in our communities doesn't set people up to be successful Mm -hmm. the housing conditions does not 
set people up to be successful. But, you know, with that being said, like, I look around my neighborhood and I do see, like, a lot of resources that have popped up mm-hmm. that are meant to help people of color. But I'm like, do do folks even know about them? So even if it's directing the traffic to, like, a bunch of free resources in your community, that's, that is that is service. Exactly. And the last resort, maybe the first, Rob Jeff Benzo. Is that the Amazon guy? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I just, I don't know. I'm tired of worried about money, but most importantly, I'm tired of carrying a burden because of my zip code. <laughs> Seriously. If I was born in another zip code in a better space, mm-hmm. if my family came from a had a different history, life would be different for me. Exactly. And I just, I just keep that at the forefront of like, you know, I... No one's going to determine my life, and no one should determine yours either based on where you were born and something you can't help. Like, we have to absolutely fight against that. Huh. So, yeah, that's what I've been thinking about these, this past week, nonstop on a loop, and wonder why I end every day feeling like a, an amoeba brain. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt when I worked with, with uh, the after-school program. Yeah, and it's like... Unfortunately, like when people share their trauma, you want to be strong enough to take it. But it kind of traumatizes you in a way, too. Yeah. And a lot of people who work in um, sh- human work, any work you do with that's for for humans and their development, therapy definitely should happen. Mm-hmm. So I think, again, I've been saying it for a while, but I think at this point I need therapy because it is when you hear what people go through on a day to day, like you say, you recognize even my privilege. I recognize it. And it's like you you have to hear what people say and still be like, I, w- I am not your savior, though. Exactly. You do not need to be saved. I do not feel sorry for you. And I can handle your truth. And it, it you can tell me what you need to tell me. It won't it won't break me. Yeah, because if. If if you tell me your story and I cried, it's going to look like I can't handle it and you deal with it every day. Because, whew, I remember when I was working um, the summer camp, this little girl started telling me about her grandma who passed away. My bitch ass started breaking right the fuck down. She looking at me like, and she hug, we hugging each other. I'm like, fuck. But that's the thing. You, I will cry with you, but I'm not going to be like, I'm so sorry your life is fucked up. Yeah, like, I was crying yeah, with yeah, her because I related to what she was saying, but yeah. I was like, after that, I was like, I am way too sensitive to be working with uh, kids from the inner city. I am way too fucking sensitive. Oh, I'll wait right till they leave the room. I'm excuse me, I just gotta run the bathroom real quick, break <laughs> right the fuck down and come back because I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna that's not the case all the time. Sometimes yeah, you listen not- to people's stories and like you like just drop a few tears, but it's or sometimes you just listen to it and you're like, okay, but when you get that one person that you like, yo, I really feel this shit. Oh, yeah, seriously. Seriously. Sometimes it just, it like, I was having nightmares about a student, like, one time, just their experience. And just realizing that there are young people in this world who don't have any older folks guiding them. Mm-hmm. And that scares me because I wouldn't be shit without my parents. Even though they don't know everything, I depend on them. Like, I'm like, Mom, how you pill sweet potatoes? Like, <laughs> I really call her about everything. And I don't understand how young people can navigate. I mean, I understand. And I know people do it every day. But the strength that that takes, you know, you just... When they mess up, sometimes you have to understand. Like, and also, what the fuck? It's not, trial and error. Yeah, and not even our parents. Like, the people at our, like, high school. Like, we had, like, the 
we had so many, many people, people like, who I knew us. cared about me to the point where these teachers are still in my life nowadays. Like we literally had one on the show, Miss New, but um, yeah, or Miss Archer. I'm sorry, Doctor Archer. <laughs> I've said her name wrong three times, <laughs> but um, yeah, no. So just do what you can to get by. Take care of yourself and. Take care of the people around you. Try to understand. Maybe they don't know something because it's never been taught to them. Be patient with each other and just, like, try to understand. Like, a lot of times people don't know. Yeah, exactly. That It, it taught me a lot of um, about patience as well. And not assuming that people know things that are common sense to exactly. you. Exactly. If you had nobody teaching you it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry to ramble, but, like, to, it's just been on my, my heart very heavy. So, um, we hope you guys have a fantastic week. Enjoy and simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Yes, it is my season. Me and Mariah Carey was like, ah, right after Christmas. <laughs> I mean, right after Thanksgiving. My tree been up, but huh, I hope the rest of you bitches can catch up. I know. I'm so happy my mom decreed it. It's so cute. I was coming down the street and I started smiling when I saw the lights were on. I was like, hey. Yes. Hey. And I'm going to my first Christmas party on Friday. Oh. Hee <laughs> hee. And I'm, I'm going jealous. to my first uh, winter wedding I'm next weekend. I'm so jealous. I'm just so happy. I'm like, going to go to a Christmas party. This is my season. I love the tree. Uh, you I just like dressing up. <laughs> remember that uh, video of that woman's like, where's the tree? Something to tree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the tree. That's really me. That's, That's my mom too. really me. As soon as my tree was like, up, oh look at the tree. Me and Karina, <laughs> and then at the end of the video when they were wrapping the tree up, I was like, that was a good tree. <laughs> my my little cousin came in apartment. I was like, look at the tree. She's like, oh my god, it's so Christmas. That's what my mom. I came in the house. My mom was like, how my lights look. I was like, <laughs> no, I don't wait for people to to see it. I'm like, did you like the tree over there in the corner that's blinking right now? I was like, the lights look great. And my tree has four <laughs> settings. My tree has white lights, pastel lights, multicolored lights, and it's a transitional. And every day I wonder, hmm, what lights tonight? Oh, that's fine. They're usually white lights, but sometimes I change to pastel. And then sometimes when I miss living at home with my mom, I change to the transitional ones because that's <laughs> the ones my little brother used to, to put on all the time. But, um, yeah, it's Christmas time. Um, also, remember to leave us reviews. Um, on Apple Podcasts, we love to hear what you guys have to say. My favorite remarks are that we sound like your mm-hmm. friends or you feel like we're your friend. We are your friends. Friend, like, please, of course. Friend. We love to hear it. Keep them five-star ratings coming because that's how other people find us. And that means everything. Um, also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch and on Twitter at BLK Girl Brunch. You can also find me on Instagram at Iman Mate, and you can follow me on Twitter at It's Mate. And Sabria at It's Frankenfem on Instagram and Frankenfem underscore on Twitter. Yay, that's it. Okay, so I'm going to go and get some more Sabria's vegan macaroni and cheese. You guys have a fantastic <laughs> week. Bye. <laughs>